الحمد لله رب العالمين ربنا لك الحمد حتى ترضى ربنا لك الحمد إذا ما رضيت ربنا لك الحمد بعد الرضا فلك الحمد أبدا 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 فالحمد لله الذي كفانا وآوانا والحمد لله الذي أطعمنا وسقانا والحمد لله الذي من علينا وأفضل وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد حبيبنا محمد خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون, سيدخلون جهنم داخرين We begin as always by praising and thanking Allah showing our appreciation to Allah for giving us a safe and healthy environment to grow up in and to live in for giving us food like he did today and for giving us drink and for showering us with so many favors and blessings that we don't even realize I hope all of y'all had fun today with the different events that were happening and it's always important to remember to thank Allah and appreciate His blessings when you're having fun, when you're enjoying the door decoration, when you're enjoying the food, always remember to appreciate and thank Allah, which is what I started with. And likewise, in situations like these days where people are going crazy, people are getting scared because of this virus that's spreading, this is also a time that we must appreciate Allah's blessings. You don't know what you got till it's gone, they say. Which translates for us, we don't really appreciate the health that we have until we get sick. Or until we hear about so many people getting sick and we are scared of getting sick. So this is a time to remember the blessings of being healthy. Every morning you say it, for those of you who are on time for assembly, but do you realize what you're saying? Do you realize that you are appreciating Allah for giving you health? And do you realize how much debilitating it would be? How, much le how many less things you would be able to do if you weren't healthy? If you didn't have afiyah in your body? If you didn't have afiyah in your sight, in your eyes? If you didn't have afiyah in your hearing? How many things you wouldn't be able to do? A hundred percent. Whenever a student is sick and they come back, what did you do? I was sick. No, but what did you do? I was sick. In other words, I didn't do anything because I was sick. You guys know, all of you know, when you're sick, even if physically you can actually move, you can still actually read, you can still physically open your books, you can still physically do work, you didn't do anything because you were sick. So appreciate how much you're able to do because you're not sick. 
And when you say that dhikr in the morning, Allahumma aafini fi badani, Allahumma aafini fi sam'i, Allahumma aafini fi basari, put your heart into it. Realize what you're saying. It is so important to turn to Allah because our religion, Islam, is a comprehensive package. Allah makes sure that all the areas of, all the aspects of things that we need, He has given them to us. So our need in this dunya is to take preventative measures, physically and spiritually. And we have to balance both. Don't miss on one of the two. And don't think that Islam is only telling you to take spiritual preventative measures. Just make dua, make dua, make dua, make dua, and that's it. No, yes, it's very important to make dua, but not that's it. Not at all. You tie your camel, and then you put your trust in Allah. You don't just leave the camel and then put your trust in Allah. If you leave a camel, it's going to go away. So, so many preventative measures that Allah has given us in this beautiful religion of Islam, the final and complete package for human beings. Follow this, you'll be successful. Follow this, you'll be successful in dunya and akhirah. What a beautiful package, and what do we have? The Messenger of Allah وسلم, how much emphasis that he put on hygiene, being clean, cleanliness, how much emphasis, so much so that every book of fiqh that you read starts with how to be clean. Fiqh meaning understanding the rulings in Islam, what is allowed, what is not allowed, what is good and what is not good. Every book that talks about these things starts with how to be clean. Subhanallah. Rasulullah used to brush his teeth so many times a day that the Sahabi who said, let me count how many times he brushes his teeth, gave up because it's too many times. Subhanallah. And now science has discovered how much uh, if, you, if your teeth are not healthy, the entire body becomes unhealthy. It's connected to the entire body. And so people have come to the dentist with a cavity and they change their lifestyle, they fix other things in their body, they don't do anything about the cavity, the cavity goes away. There's no need to fill the cavity. Science, modern day, has discovered that basically the health of the entire body is connected to the teeth, to the health of the teeth. And there goes Rasulullah brushing his teeth again and again throughout the day with the miswak. With the miswak which no... no no brush engineered by human beings will brush you better than the fibers of the miswak. And no toothpaste put together by human beings is going to be more healthy than the, uh, what's it called? The sap of the miswak. The, the, the fluid that's inside the stick is the healthiest tooth, toothpaste you can imagine. Subhanallah. You make wudu. And when I first learned how to make wudu, I was wondering, why is it so detailed? Like, I get it, you have to get spiritually ready for salah, so you clean up, you clean yourself up a little bit, right? But when I first learned to make wudu, on my mind, how am I not clean? Not clean is that I'm sweaty. So if I'm going to clean myself, I should actually take a shower, like armpits and areas that are more sweaty. No, I have to clean my nose and clean and, and wash the inside of my mouth. And I have to repeat three times the arms. I'm thinking to myself, why is it so detailed? Subhanallah, if you do this five times a day, and you bring the water all the way up to the nose, 
all the germs are going to go away. And you really wash your mouth. You really let the water go through. And if anybody of you uses the, um, what's it called, the string? Uh, flossing. If you use flossing, you know how good it feels after flossing when you run the water through your mouth and it goes through the teeth. It feels so fresh. All of this comes from the sunnah of our messenger wasallam. To be healthy. Wash your hands before you eat. Wash your hands after you eat. Subhanallah. To be clean and to be healthy. So in France, I know this because my parents live in France. The government said, to be healthy, because of this virus spreading, to be healthy, no more physical contact. Don't shake hands with people. And the, the thing that they do in French in France is that to greet someone, like in America they hug, in France they do the two kiss on the cheek. The government said, don't do that anymore. Avoid physical contact. Subhanallah. And our religion already says that. Subhanallah. So there's so many preventative measures that Islam dictates. But at the same time, we don't ignore the power of Allah. We don't ignore Allah's presence and Allah's, Allah's effect on our life. So it is possible that you've done everything that you could the camel still bit on the rope and cut the rope and ran away. That's a metaphor to explain that you might have done everything you could to be clean, you still got sick. None of, us, none of us in this room, when we got sick, we wanted to get sick. And many of us in this room, many times, we did everything we could not to get sick and we still got sick. And it's frustrating. Especially if you miss a few days of school and you get sick again a second time. You have to make up all that work. Nobody wants to get sick, but sometimes you do what you can and Allah has decided, Allah has decreed that you will still get sick. So there are four possible scenarios. The first one is that you did everything you could physically and spiritually. You made dua to Allah, you turned to Allah, you tried to be righteous and physically you get clean and you make sure that you don't you know, mess up your hygiene. And you still got sick. That's the first scenario. In that case, it's a test from Allah. It's a test from Allah so that it is good for you to remind you of all the blessings that Allah has given you. And so that you don't become arrogant. That you see, when I do everything right, I don't get sick at all. Because sometimes that happens, it creeps in, the shaitan creeps into the heart and we do everything the way it's supposed to be done, and we always get everything right. We might start thinking that I'm able to do everything by myself. Whenever I do things right, everything goes right. I'm successful because of everything I do, because of my own planning. This is how all the tyrants of history, they, they, they thought they were so important, so big, so successful. They didn't realize the power of Allah. So when you do everything good, everything well, everything is done right, and you still get sick, this is Allah reminding you. Don't think you have complete power. Yes, you did good. And when you get sick, and you've done everything you could, and you still get sick, this is good for you. The situation of a believer is amazing. When good comes to him, it's good for him. When bad comes to him, it's still good for him. Because he learns patience. Because he learns to turn to Allah. So that was the first scenario. You did everything you could, and you still got sick. 
What about the second scenario? Your friend, they did everything they could and they didn't get sick. So then what is that case now? That's also a test. And that's also good. And when that test happens, it reminds you and it confirms you. Allah is supporting you to continue to turn to Him. Allah chooses when He puts tests in our way. So, He doesn't test people all the time. You do everything you can, and if you get sick, that's a test from Allah. But you're not always going to get that test. When you don't get that test, that's because Allah wants you to appreciate the blessings that you have. And you see people around you who are being tested, or in the country, or in the, the world who are being tested because so many people are getting sick. That's a reminder that you have to be thankful for Allah's blessings. Third scenario now, you didn't take all the preventative measures that you could have. You didn't make sure to wash your hand before you eat it after you eat. You didn't make sure to be clean. And you didn't turn to Allah. Or you did, you did make sure to be clean, but you forgot to make dua to Allah. Or you didn't put your heart when you're ma making dhikr in the morning. Bismillah alladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samaa wa huwa sami'un alim. You didn't say it. Or you didn't say it with your heart. You were just saying it because other people were saying it. You weren't really taking all the measures to not get sick. And in that scenario, you get sick. Well, it's a test from Allah. You have a share of the guilt, no doubt about it. That you should have done what you could, you should have done a little better. You have a share of the guilt, but it is still a test from Allah. It is not a consequence. It's not that Allah is angry at you that you didn't do dua, so there you go, get sick. No, no, no. It is still a test. Yes, it's a reminder that you should do what you can, but when you do everything that you can, can you still get sick? Of course you can. So when that happens, if you didn't do what you could and you get sick, it's not that Allah is angry at you. Not at all. Don't think that way. Don't think, I got sick because I didn't make dua to Allah. No. You got sick because Allah decided you were going to get, to get sick. And it's only going to be good for you in the way you react. It's good for you if you turn to Allah and you make more dua to Allah. What matters is not to blame the past, but rather to look at the future and see what you can do for the future. What they, call, what they say in English is, don't cry over spilt milk. Do what you can to recover for the milk. Or pick it up or clean it up, right? The same thing here. Allah lets you get sick and it reminds you that, oh, I forgot to make dua, or I didn't put my heart into it when I was making dua. But that doesn't mean that there you go, because you messed up, Allah gets you sick. No. That's a test from Allah. It's part of life. It's part of life experiences. Don't think that Allah is upset at you. Rather, He is only guiding you. It's a blessing that He reminded you to do what you can not to get sick. Or to do what you can to appreciate the blessings of Allah. Which takes us to the fourth and final scenario. Somebody does not do anything they can to not get sick. They don't do anything. They don't make dua to Allah. They don't put their heart in their dhikr in the morning. Or they don't make dua and they don't say bismillah when they start eating. And they don't say bismillah on when they start wudu. And they don't really get clean. They don't care to be clean. And yet, they still didn't get sick. So how do we understand this one? Imagine yourself. You and your friend... Both of you are kind of goofing off and you're not really paying attention to the assembly adhkar. 
and you're not putting your heart into it. So you're not really asking Allah to keep you healthy. And you're not really saying Bismillah so that He protects you from the harm. And you're not really paying attention to being clean and washing your hands before you eat. And you're not really paying attention, both of you. You get sick and your friend doesn't get sick. Who's the winner? Who's the winner in this scenario? The winner is the one who actually got sick because it's a reminder. Unless your friend is going to notice, oh, he got sick and he also takes the reminder. Then he's also a winner. Don't be narrow-minded and think, oh, why is Allah doing this to me and not to the other? No. Everything in life is a test. You have to understand the relationship between your preventative measure and Allah's qadr. Everything Allah decrees is good for the believer because he knows that it comes from Allah and he reacts in the right way, which is to be patient and which is to turn to Allah and make more dua to Allah. This is the way of Ibrahim salam. You've heard about Ibrahim in the assembly this week and last week a lot. A role model. A role model who used his critical thinking. He thought for himself. He didn't just follow the masses. And he realized, وَإِذَا مَرِدْتُ فَهُوَ يَشْفِينَ Sometimes I do get sick. And Allah is the one who gives the cure. Allah is the one who gives health after someone is sick. So Ibrahim, he looked at the future, السلام, He made sure that he didn't blame the past, cry over spilt milk. He realized that sometimes things happen in life. Life is a test. Allah is the one who cures and gives health after a test. We thank Allah for guiding us and for providing us with all the things that we need to be successful in this life and in the hereafter. The example of the disease that is going around these days, the germs are coming around and people are getting sick. This is also a reminder for us that when you get sick, this might be a sign from Allah that there's a problem in your heart also. So just like you remove the germs from your nose and from your mouth and from your body when you take the medicine or when you make wudu or when you clean yourself, just the same way you remove those germs, you have to focus on removing the germs in your heart, the germs in your emotion, the germs in your connection with Allah. This is a metaphor here and Allah has the best examples. What I'm saying here is, Whenever you disobey Allah and you're careless about what you do with the health that you have, when you watch things that you're not supposed to be watching, when you listen to things you're not supposed to be listening, it puts germs in your heart. It puts germs in your eyes and your ears. And then you're trying to recite a surah and it goes all over the place, you can't remember the surah. These are all signs. Just like a person getting sick is because they have germs, physical germs. That's a reminder that a person who has any trouble with the Qur'an or any trouble connecting with Allah, is because they're making the wrong choices. They're letting those spiritual germs get into their heart through their eyes, their, what they listen to, what they look at, or what they do with their life, what they do with their time. Last week, Zakaria reminded us about the importance of time. Very important. What do you do with your time? Don't fill your heart with germs. It's going to ruin your life. The same way 
the same way, students. When you're out, you're off because you're sick and you come back to school and the teacher says, what did you do? You didn't do anything because you were sick. You weren't able to do anything. The same way. When you fill your hearts with germs because of what you watch and what you listen to and what you do and wasting your time, you will feel miserable. You won't be able to achieve. Allah give us the key to success. Follow Him. Follow His instructions. Let's go back to the few ayat that I recited at the very beginning of the khutbah. And a little more. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. Hudan linnas. Wabayyinatin min al-huda wal-furqan. Faman shahida minkum al-shahra falyasumh. Waman kana maridan aw ala safarin fa'iddatun min ayyamin ukhar. The ayah of Ramadan. Ramadan is the, is the month where the Qur'an was revealed. Whoever is witnessing the month of Ramadan should fast, needs to fast. It is mandatory for them to fast. And if you're traveling or if you are sick, then you fast other days. Because Allah knows that when you're sick, it's hard to fast. So you delay that for other days. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ Allah wants ease for you, not hardship. Is Ramadan a test? Is it hard to fast? Of course it is. Is it hard to get sick? Is it a test? Of course it is. Yet, Allah doesn't want hardship for you. He wants ease. Every test that happens to you is to make you better. And also, all these hardships so that you can appreciate your health. You can appreciate the food that you have when you're allowed to eat throughout the day. In the same way that you're able to appreciate your health when you're healthy and people around the country and around the world are getting sick. Appreciate Allah. Every test is to appreciate Allah. If any of my slaves ask, tell them I am near. Allah is so near that He doesn't even say, tell them I am near. He says, I am near. I'm here. Whenever you get sick, whenever something is hard for you, ask Allah because He is right there next to you, ready to answer. Whenever my slave asks, I'm here answering. So let them make the best of their efforts to answer my instructions. Look at the beauty. Allah says, when you ask, He is there, He answers. End of story. And then he asks, do your best. He asks of us, do your best to answer my instructions, subhanAllah, so that you can be guided. Rabbana, barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa afina. Ya Allah, make us healthy and bless us through the month of Rajab and Sha'ban. Wa balighna Ramadan. And then make us reach the month of Ramadan. Aminin, asalimin, mu'afin. That we are safe, that we are healthy, and that we don't have any uh, physical disability in the month of Ramadan. Ameen. Rabbana wa awzi'na an nashkura ni'matak. And oh Allah, make us thankful to all the blessings that you've given us. Remind us of your blessings and don't take them away from us. Ameen. Wa an na'mala salihan tardah. And help us, Ya Allah, to do good deeds and push us to do good deeds that you are happy with. Ameen. وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة